0: Rock The Musical lands in Newcastle July 18 Get ready to stick it to the man with the ultimate musical thrill ride based on the legendary film and with a rockin' new score from Andrew Lloyd Webber School of Rock The Musical Book Now
1: Live at the Civic Theatre Newcastle 18th to the 20th of July Refreshing delicious and packed with the good stuff. It's The Juice with Louise Wilkinson on Newcastle Live Radio. A few weeks ago we introduced you to the lovely Natalie Mead who is a birth doula and we had our first, she's going to become a regular on our show and we had our first regular segment a couple of weeks ago prior to my beautiful holiday in Fiji. Um, Not that I'm rubbing it in, I'm back to work now, back to the grind. Uh, But (laughs) In that, Natalie, we talked about some of the weird and wonderful things that people probably hadn't even thought of that you advise your birth mother, mothers to do on their birthing journey. And there's a lot more where that came from.
0: <laughs> there is. Yes. Yeah, I can't wait to share. Yeah. Okay. All right. So,
1: where are we starting today? <laughs>
0: Well, when I woke up this morning, which was only approximately 10 minutes ago, (laughs) um, I I was thinking, what did I do to prepare for my first baby? And then I was a hypnobirthing educator for 13 years in in total, and I thought, well, then what did I do to prepare for my next birth with all that knowledge? And it was such a huge contrast. So what I did for, for my first baby, where I knew sort of nothing and had no prep, yeah. Was I worried about things like what was I wearing? What nighty was I taking to hospital? And I worried about things like had I bleached my hair to the right shade of blonde, which, by the way, I ended up bleaching it myself and it was not the right shade of blonde. So That was very <laughs> funny for my birth. Um, but it was such a big contrast. And now that I look at, you know, what I found important for the birth of my second child and what I say to all my clients now I've realised that some of the things might even sound a bit strange to some um, women preparing for birth. And Mm so I'll give you an example of one of the things I suggest. I tell people to prepare a birth altar. A birth altar?
1: (laughs) What on earth is a birth altar? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's not going to be any sacrificing of little babies, obviously. Well, I'm, I'm very like relieved to hear that, Natalie, because I thought, oh, we're going down a path here that oh, I don't know. Where's the dump button?
0: Um. Sorry. <laughs> It's actually a nice thing that we do with our birth altar. It's it's literally just a thing where the woman starts to sort of collect special things coming up to the birth. Right. And you can lay it on a movable cloth, like get a big sash or a big, um, you know, sarong, and you can lay it all out. And the reason it's on a movable cloth is you can even gather it all up like a little sack and take it wherever you go. You can carry it to the hospital and set up your altar again. Right. Okay. So the reason we sort of do a birth altar is because humans are actually really, really ritualistic. Like if we walk into a big um, cathedral or a big uh, meditation uh, place, we feel this amazing feeling in our body and our mind or we see a beautiful sunset. So the birth altar is working with that love of ritual, that love of doing something special and feeling like something's being honoured. So you lick, you can put anything you want on there. It can be your favourite childhood toy it can be your first ever dummy or, or it can yep. be just some yep. special artwork that you drew and created for yourself or, or anything in between, Yeah, crystals, yep. different oils. Um, that's the beauty of it. While you're pregnant, you're the one feeling what draws you, what's special to you, what has meaning to you.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I remember that I was very, um, very set on having my grandmother's ring in the room with me. Um, oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, that is so beautiful. Yes, we each of these items kind of holds some deep, deep meaning, and that connects us with some strength or some passion or some beauty or some inspiration, and that's what we need to birth a baby because that requires faith. We need to have faith in the body. We need to have inspiration to go through the tough times and keep on believing in ourselves. So it's just a really great ceremony that people can do to prepare a special birth altar.
1: I love that. That's
0: perfect. I don't know how many of my clients have done this. <laughs> it's a, it's like some will get back to me and they'll tell me all about their birth altar, but I do always wonder when I give little bits of homework and little bits of ideas, you know, which ones stick. And, you know, that's why I do suggest so many weird and wacky things, because I know that out of all of them, there'll be just one or two that sings to that woman.
1: Yes. Yeah, I get that. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, so another, uh, <laughs> So another um, kind of uh, idea that's kind of a little bit opposite and even weirder perhaps is one that I kind of just came up with about a year ago really in my career and it was this interesting idea that started with the idea of being at the dentist. Mm. So when we're at the dentist and we have to open our mouth, we need to trust the dentist and we need to relax our jaw and open our mouth for the dentist, but we're kind of a bit afraid. Yes, what if our dentist slips with one of those sharp tools or, or, or something like that? So what we do when we're at the dentist, if you get some self-awareness about it, it's really, really interesting. We start to slowly close, close, close our mouth, just millimetre by millimetre. And, and if you've been at the dentist, sometimes your dentist will say to you, open again, open wider. And if, you, and if you're conscious of it, you'll actually be thinking, oh, my, my jaw's all tight and you'll relax it again. So we do that when we're laboring and when we're birthing. Yes. We we think we're opening. We think we're relaxing the ligaments of the pelvis. We think we're allowing our cervix to expand and dilate. And we think that we're we're sort of allowing the baby out, but we're actually gently slowly clenching those, you know, those areas of our body closed uh, because we've got a little bit of a fear, a little bit of a fear that the, you know, not the dentist will slip, but the baby will slip out too far and it'll stretch us or hurt us and we'll birth too quickly or we'll, you know, we'll shock ourselves or we won't be ready and so we sort of tighten our body. It's a really weird juxtaposition.
1: That's what I found so difficult to get my head around. And um, the first time I fought it like the Dickens um, is that our natural instinct is to tense against pain. and Absolutely. And so we actually have to get used to the fact that we have to surrender to the pain and let the body do its thing and not try and control it. It's a real um, getting yourself into a headspace of, of surrendering that control to allow the, the baby to birth.
0: Absolutely. And now we wouldn't normally go to a person and let them put metal, sharp, drilly things in our mouth as well. (laughs) So we have to surrender to our dentist, which is why a lot of us will put a lot of time and effort into making sure we have a dentist we like and trust. Yes. Which is like the same, obviously the same with the birth. We need people in the room that we like and trust. So, what I can say to clients then is let's see if your partner can brush your teeth. Right. So now, we, we, yes, now we're going to practice, can we surrender to our partner? Can we relax our jaw open with our partner in the room? Can we trust our partner?
1: <laughs> what a hugely interesting and great tip.
0: I get that. <laughs> I get how it correlates. So we're going to ask the partner to brush our teeth and while he's brushing our teeth or she or whoever our partner is, we're going to see if we can notice how much we're closing and clenching and closing our mouth to protect ourselves and how much we can just go, ah, and just open that mouth and jaw and just allow. Yep. <laughs> so have fun with that if anyone's listening.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, I would love to hear how that goes.
0: Yes, me yep. too.
1: Yeah, um, I'm going yeah. to a wedding I mean, with um and and there's a there's four of us um so four couples and uh, I'm the only one that's not pregnant, so I am yes so I am going to be setting that as a task for the ladies. Um, yeah, yeah, great that they all hey, have jump. to have their teeth teeth brushed.
0: <laughs> I hope you got I hope you got some toothbrushes off the holiday you went on and you can take little sample toothbrushes and see if you can get them to go do it at the at the wedding.
1: What a great idea. <laughs> I hope you picked up some toothbrushes from some hotels. Yeah, Yes, I did. I grabbed some toothbrushes, so now I know what I'm going to do with them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, because we usually waste them. Yes, true. <laughs> so one more little idea I had um, is a very funny one as well, I think, uh, because the couple together can pretend to actually birth the baby before they birth the baby. So this is a little bit of a radical one. Um and it includes a little uh, bit of a personal part of the body, which is the perineum muscle underneath where the vagina opening is. Yes. And um, you know, you might have heard of the idea of massaging that area. Um, we don't really need to prepare that area because that area is it, it transforms for birth. It turns into this very swollen and very ready birth path. Yep. But uh But I do talk about it a little bit with my my couples because if they want to, they can actually experiment down there and they can press a little bit in such a way that they can pretend to birth ahead. They can actually pretend. And I don't want anyone stretching anyone to 10 centimetres because this is not actually really (laughs) uh, the birth path is not ready right now. It's only ready during labour. But just a little bit of a press, a little bit of a hold, and if, and if the woman can feel a little bit of a stretching there and they can actually pretend and she can do some little panting. And the idea of this one is an interesting one because when we press that muscle there, again, our instinct is to sort of tighten and resist and not, and pull away. Yep. And so with, with this little pretend both of the head, what we can do is the woman can actually get used to feeling a little stretch at that muscle and she can actually do some little experiment with what's it like to breathe to there. What's it like to pant to there? And the, together, the couple can realize how amazing that muscle is. Right. It will actually soften and open. It will actually open millimeter by millimeter, and they can see how the head will emerge. So, yes, you can sit around together and pretend you're having a baby together if, if that little one interests you. If there's nothing on Netflix.
1: What a girl. Yeah, yeah, well,
0: maybe watching Netflix and doing it at the same time. <laughs>
1: I love it. Uh, Natalie, this has been fantastic again. And um, I'm just so glad that I have these three women in my life that I can uh, share these tips with. I'm very excited to share them. They're going to look at me because it's all like, you know, two of them, it's their first birth and they're going to look at me like, oh, is he crazy? But, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited for them to try all this and report back.
0: Yeah,
1: good luck. Good luck. fun. I will. Thank you, Natalie. That was Bumps, Birth and All That Jazz, and you're listening to The Juice on Newcastle Live Radio.